0: Highlighting all the local and national stories which impact you. It's like the
1: healthcare bias, right? Where they think black people don't have any feeling and their skin is tougher than other people's and they don't have, you know, they, they, they really can't feel pain because there's an issue with the, the nerves in their skin. They have a much higher pain tolerance. Or the only time people come in is when they, they want drugs, right? They don't, you know, it's not real pain. I find that annoying. I find that irritating.
0: Bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. Because
1: I would tell you, I don't want to hear about how people were just trying to get their lives together. They were just turning their lives around. Tired of hearing it. When it comes down to people going to jail and getting sentenced, we can't hear, well, it's too harsh. We can't hear, the system is unjust. And we can't hear, I hate the police. Because all those homicide detectives, they speak for the dead. You have to have them. For us, there will be no justice. I say let's hold the mayor, city council, police chief, and every officer accountable for the crime that's committed and come up with a way to fix it.
0: Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. All
1: I want are the books made correct. I think historically, black people need to be made whole. If you're not going to pay us reparations, if you're not going to give us the money that you owe us based on what was taken from us and our families, the least you can do is get the history
2: right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. You continue doing your work, man. I appreciate you. I listen to you every day.
0: Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. It's been a long day. Kyle's been driving me. Well, I think he's been driving harder than me. You've been been on the radio since like 4 o'clock this morning, right? This has been going on and on. (laughs) You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. So here's the deal. I got so many questions today, I don't know what to do. Um, in a moment, I may have a special guest to talk to you all about. and It's, it's, just, it's just so many things going on today. Um, I was guest hosting, and thank you, uh, my good brother, Tory Lowe, talking to Truth Nation on the Tory Lowe Show, um, Monday through Friday, 1 to 4, on the new 1017 The Truth. And so I appreciated that I was listening to Sherwin Hughes this morning. Um, he's on from. 10 to 1, right here on the new 1017 Truth, the the Sherwin Hughes show. I was just all over the place. They were talking, they was getting me upset, mad, laughing, driving. And I was fine until I got to marching. So I made the mistake of going to a meeting at 3 o'clock and coming back and I jumped in. You know, Kyle was gracious enough to allow me to come back in the studio to help guest host the Tory Lowe show and They were talking about marching. And I thought back. And I thought about the fact that there's not a lot recently that marching has got. Like, did marching get us anything after the George Floyd shooting? Did did it, did it get us anything in any of the cities that we were in? A lot of heartache, a lot of pain, a lot of crime, But it didn't change anything. And I think it didn't change anything because we did not have a plan. And I mean multiple plans. Multiple plans so that we got to stop this. We only need one leader and follow one leader. And when it don't work or if people decide to break off, it's okay. Somebody needs to handle education. Somebody needs to handle financial. Somebody needs to handle All the different things that impact America voting politics. But if you sit and say that everybody has to vote Democrat in order to be black or everybody has to vote this way or for that person. I have an issue with that. And the reason I have an issue is because people always accuse me. Oh, you're a conservative and you're this and all that. When in fact, my Christianity drives my values. What's important to me and what is not. Just like your religion may drive you or lack thereof. All I'm saying is that don't disrespect me because you disagree with me. It's okay to disagree. It's okay not to follow what I believe. I at least respect that. I completely disagree, but I at least respect it. I've had conversations with people over the past few days about religion and the, and the, and the entire—and um, I, and I want to use the right word because I don't want to misrepresent—we discussed about what it means to be black and what the history and the legacy and the ethnic piece around being black and what that really means— As an African-American, not as an African who came to America, not as a Caribbean who moved here and immigrated, but to, be, to have been born here and be progeny of slaves and have worked and built and created what we know now that's America. See, those folks that don't want to be called African-Americans didn't do that. There was no blood, there was no sweat, there were no tears that were shed when we were fighting for civil rights. But yet I've watched the gay community, women, everybody that considers themselves a minority jump on the bandwagon and then say the wagon needs to be turned in their direction. I say no, take your turn in line and get behind. Because today, If we're really going to turn this city and make it what we need it to be, we've got six or seven people in a mayoral race and not one of them have stepped up to say this is how the city will look in four years. When I'm done with my tenure, be it two years, four years, eight years, 12 years, this is where the city will be. Benchmarks, data and information zip. We got nothing, even during the interviews. Now, if you want to come back on and tell me what those are, I'll be glad to take it. But what I'm not going to do is sit here and wait for you to pontificate about what the city can be. Because if you're not going to do anything to make it better, and I'm including the people that live in the city as well. If you're not going to do anything to make it better, if you're not going to overcome race relations by reaching out to people that don't look like you, regardless of what you look like. I think Sandra said it. America's lost. It's done. We're over. The one thing you can never do about the civil rights movement and say with the civil rights movement is that they didn't close the needle. You can never say they didn't cross the line because they did. They brought about change legislatively, individually, personally. In the community, they brought about change. What I'm tired of hearing is everybody talking about how close we were. Oh, that was really close. We got close. Oh, we were good. We were close. We almost had it. We almost passed it. Yeah, but you've had it before. Democrats have been in this position before. We didn't get nothing then. And it's been a year and we've got nothing now. When will we stand up and demand it? When will we decide this amount of people need to be Republican, that amount of people need to be Republican? Uh, Democrat, this amount of people need to be in the financial industry, doctors, lawyers, teachers, cops, firefighters, everything. This is the agenda. This is what we will follow. It's multi-planked. Pick your place in the agenda. Let's roll. But I'm tired of everybody telling me, whoa, you were close. Next time somebody tells you you were close, remind them close only counts in horseshoes. And hand grenades.
0: And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, the truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: The truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio. Want to remind you, we're the home of Milwaukee Panthers men's basketball. Don't forget any of the hoop action by listening to Panthers basketball on the new 1017, The Truth, The Truth app, all of your favorite streaming platforms, and on the Educators Credit Union Milwaukee Panthers Sports Network from Learfield. 833 212 1017. Somebody strolled into my studio today who I ain't seen in a month of Sundays, and um, I guess I have have to call him officer now, because, you know, some people are just all that. Some people get promoted. (laughs) Herbert Davis, Milwaukee Police Department. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Okay. First of all, you can't call me, sir. I call you, sir, but you can't call me, sir. (laughs) I'm doing well. How are you? All right. So our history is that he was my police aide. Who basically took care of me when I was lieutenant at District Six, mm. and so um, <clears throat> my heartburn's gone now, because he gave me a lot of heartburn. And and really, the cool thing about it was the fact to watch a young black man come into law enforcement and work his way through and work his way through all the issues and problems and all that, and. The cool thing about it is I was a new lieutenant, so he kind of worked with me because I don't care what anybody says about the police department, the clerks and the police aides without them. Ain't nothing going on. <laughs> and so he saved me a few times and then I saved him a few times. And uh, and it's good to see. I was very saddened to hear of your incident, but I'm glad you're still here. And then I tried to hug him and everybody almost beat me up. Like now what i was gonna say but i remember because you know how i am yes but i realized your family was here and then okay. let me see mom sister sister-in-law cousins aunts uncle brother, you know i'll get beat up in the hallway but i was gonna tell him like you signed up to be a cop too bad that, you know suck it up let's go because he know that's how i am right <laughs> the problem is he's like that too he just pretends like he's not you know how i know because you're still here Yes, sir. And so it's an honor and a privilege to talk to you. How's it going? I'm all right. I'm. Uh, <laughs> this has been a great day. Yes, this. it is. So what happened?
3: TMJ. They uh, <laughs> they surprised me, and um, I'm
1: going to the bowl. I'm going to LA. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Thank I gotta you, say, Officer Herbert Davis. I hate you because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> but but those those are the kind of blessings that we get. When because a lot of people don't understand what police actually do Um, hats off to the fiance because she's about to walk into a hole that I got a I got a book that's phenomenal to for people to actually understand what it is that officer goes through. But then when you're a black officer, right, I always say it. Yes, it's the title of a book I'm writing. Sometimes you're too black and then other times you're too blue. And so what do you do? Like, how, how do you get through that stuff? And I remember us having conversations about just navigating how to get to that place where you were off probation and in an academy and on the street and off probation. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that you can be that person. And it's great to see that now you're that person that you can, you know, hold up that banner. That blue banner, but let people know you're still a black man in Milwaukee. Right. That is phenomenal. And I still hate you because you're going to the Super Bowl, but he didn't invite I'm going to talk to people over here because he didn't invite me to go to the Super Bowl. I just, like, really? The Super Bowl, dude? Yeah, this uh, is...
3: I, um, I feel blessed. I no feel, words. I just feel blessed. No, no. I, no not, not many words right now. Um, Which is strange.
1: Because we used to talk for... Hours. If you so, allowed so, me to. So, well, well, <laughs> you know that's not right. <laughs> he would he would come in my office upset and had to talk because folk was doing it. And I'm like, dude, you want on probation until you get up. Oh, come on now. Sit down. And he would vent. And then, okay, have a nice day. Bye. He would go on his way because it it was it was it was kind of tough there. Now, did you did you know you were getting?
3: No, I did not. Um, You know, I've heard rumblings, you know, everybody saying, oh, let's get him to the Super Bowl. Oh, He deserves this or it would be so wonderful to get him there. But I didn't know. I did not know that it was actually going to come. If anything, I thought, you know, maybe um, I could just say, hey. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go buy some tickets and we're just going to go have some fun in L.A. But no, I did not uh, know (laughs) or imagine that I would be blessed enough to be just be given Super Bowl tickets, you know, just for
1: out of the careness and love for someone's heart. And this incredible. Contrary to popular belief, people care about the police. Right. Matter of fact, I get accused every day of being biased, to which I remind them, yes, I am because you didn't sign up to do it. You didn't put a uniform every day, knowing this could be your last day, Mm -hmm. but yet you still do it. And I don't see anybody else doing that. And so, you know, hats off and um, glad you're here. Thank you. Getting kind of scared. So when you're getting promoted, (laughs) (laughs) but first
3: of all, hats off to you. You're the one who did it for 25 years. You're "You're the one who saw the finish line. I'm trying to get to your
1: level. Hey, now you're already there. (laughs) When you get sworn in, a cop is a cop. And see, that's what people don't understand, that getting promoted means, you know, the, you know new level, new devil. That's, that's all it is. But the people that get the job done, I think we forget. You know, we glamorize being a detective. But in the end, it's the uniformed police officer who's out there holding it down. And that's what you did. And mm-hmm. you showed that you did it. And you can do it. And you're continuing to do it. So
4: hats off. Applaud. Thank you. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Kyle? No, I'm just, again, I just want to thank you. I know uh, it had to be a traumatic situation just doing your job um, and and what you had to do. And I just want to thank you and Dr. Ken Harris also for, uh, as Ken said, stepping up and and doing a job protecting our community, you know, because you were reporting to something, trying to help an individual. So I just want to say thank you so much for doing what you're doing and signing up to do that to protect and service here in the Milwaukee community. So I appreciate you for uh, everything that you're doing. And congratulations. And why are you a Bengals fan? I want to understand. Are you He's
2: from Milwaukee? He's a
4: what? No, I am a go. Bengals fan. A
2: Can Bengals y'all come fan get and, him? and
1: the Ohio Somebody State. come get him and get up. Out.
3: <laughs> what? I'm the Ohio State.
4: Wait a minute. Are you from? Are you from
3: Ohio? So no, I'm born. I was born here, and shortly after I was born, um, we moved to Ohio, which my sister was born. She was okay. born in Ohio, and then we moved back here around age seven or eight. Um, so you know most people south born and raised here but however the biggest thing reason why i'm a bengals fan is because of my dad you know me and my dad mm. are like best friends you, know, That's you what's up and he passed that on to me and you know every game we're on the phone with each other with each other and uh when he visits um we're sitting right next to each other we're talking through the whole game you know it's just something that we've bonded and done for you know i'm 26 years old for at least you know the last 15, 12, 13, 14 years, so um, it's definitely something that uh, we share together, and that's brought, which, which has brought us closer, and we're going to be even closer in uh, L.A. I envy you. As Ken Ken's uh, just mad because you get to go to L.A.
4: I'm mad because my Packers keep failing me <laughs> year after year. Year after year, y'all get a good quarterback and
1: all of a sudden, y'all in the Super Bowl. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Dr. Ken Harris. We're here with Officer Herbert Davis, who was involved in a officer-related shooting, and... Thank God he's here with us, and so we just wanted to harass him because he just won a trip to the Super Bowl. (laughs) We ain't talking about that. I'm just saying. But um, the fact that you're not a Rams fan hurts me deeply. Why? Just because. Because it's you. (laughs) You're just gonna find a reason. You're just gonna like find I anything. did all those years. Yeah,
3: that's right. All
1: those years. But
3: now you got the blue one. Now you got now the I light got blue, the blue one.
1: That's <laughs> right. That's right. And so and so it's 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 been um, it's been great to watch your career. You know, I saw you when you first like when he first came in. You know, like who is this kid? Like what? It's But you know what what we do. And is you we, yelled at me
3: the first day and right. told me to roll down my sleeves. That's right. <laughs>
4: Was he hazing you? Oh yeah, no. yeah,
3: yeah. I walked in the oh, roll call, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hello sir, how are you doing? Why are your sleeves rolled up like that? Oh, I'm sorry sir, yeah, that's not the uniform. Oh, okay, I knew right then and there, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Okay. <laughs> and? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he he definitely disciplined me. He taught me, not, not disciplined me, but he taught me to be disciplined, which right. I needed going into the academy, and, I, and he knew that, I was four or five months from the academy, and however my mindset was at that time, he knew it wasn't right, Right. so he knew he was going to get me there, um, and he did, and he was right there. He gave me my first flashlight. I remember I was in the academy, and one of the instructors, I thought I did something there's something wrong. I thought I was in trouble. They pulled me out of the class and said, come follow me. And I was like, what did I do? And he was there with my new squad bag and a new flashlight and said, you know, congratulations, everything. You know, I didn't forget about you. And here you go, you know, and go about, do your business and have a great career. And I never forgot it.
4: Can I just ask something? Because I, I think it's, uh, it's no. I think it's powerful. I think any, time it, a no, <laughs> <laughs> any time to take a commercial? No. I, I just think in any Come career field, being able to have a mentor, but more importantly, a mentor that looks like you, I just feel like I always for me, right, right. for every career I've had, if I had somebody that was under me that I had to mentor regardless of what they look like, I cared about them. But anytime I had an African-American that I was mentoring and worked with, yes. it just meant a little extra something. So for you coming into the academy and having this opportunity, how important was it to have somebody like a Dr. Ken Harris that you can – know that is looking out for the best uh, your best
3: it's important it's important you know um, you know you know having my uh, father obviously was a great role model but um, you need to see it outside of your family and coming into the organization you know MPD and having someone like um, you know at that time Lieutenant Harris but now you know just Mr. Ken, (laughs) having him and seeing where he gotten in his career, you know, seeing him wear that gold badge and knowing that, hey, he was in my footsteps at one time and I can get to his level. And also, you know, I'm sure he probably could have gotten further. He probably just said, whatever, I went, I went out of here. But getting, seeing him in his position and knowing that all he's trying to do is help me, he's trying to get me to be successful. He's trying to give me all the tools physically and mentally to be successful, so I need to listen to him also I'm on probation, so if I don't listen to him, I'm gonna be unemployed so <laughs> <laughs> um it it was tremendous, and it definitely helped me out and i'm sure there are so I'm sure there are moments where um you know i uh Wanted to say something to him, you know. He probably, you know, just really angry. Me, me. too. I always yeah. want to say something to him too.
4: <laughs>
3: but uh, you know, you see this, you see this big man stand up in front of you, you know, with that loud voice of his. You don't want to say anything. All you say is yes, sir, and move on.
1: <laughs> and then later he would come back and go, you know what? You were right. I was wrong because well, <laughs> it, it wasn't that you were wrong, but you hadn't been there yet, right? So it wasn't my place to show you what was going to happen. It was my place to simply remind you it's coming so you can be ready. And that's the mindset that got you through an incident and here today. Mm. You know, in the end, it comes down to literally positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. And if you don't say it to yourself, something bad happens. You have to, and trust me, I've had a good number of those times where bad things happen, and you have to talk your way through it. And that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just honored to be here. Now I also have to remind you publicly that if somebody did it to you, you got to do it for somebody else, <laughs> because that's that's what it's about. Yes, I mean I got helped by people in the department, and I then helped their sons and daughters because they helped me, and that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And so I I, I guess I got to have like 25 kids now, and then you got to help all of them. <laughs> How's that?
3: Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I agree with you. You're 100 right. But but
1: you've you've done such a great job at. At, at staying the line. And as you know, a lot of people got in trouble and a lot of people got – and you, you took some of those barbs of people saying you did stuff that you didn't do and complaining and all those things. Mm-hmm. But some of the conversations we had about just do what's right, you know, and that just many times job. cops spend so much time doing things right, they fail to do the right thing. And you gotta always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're here today shows that you did the right thing. So, congratulations. I still hate you for going to the <laughs> boo but you know, I guess I know who's going. So, well, wait a minute. That's your that's your fight. I ain't got that fight. So <laughs> you gotta Hey mom, <laughs> is you going to sorry I'm just saying. So, yeah, that's on you. But congratulations. That's that's, thank you. that's outstanding.
3: Thank you very much. That I is am, it's much appreciated. I, I'm yeah. all thoughts for right now, but I'm so much, so much, very much appreciated. Ah, I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. And thank you for having me on the show today. All right. You gonna stay? Stay where? See? No. <laughs> 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 You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City, Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to 1017 The Truth.
0: More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Talking text line says, I know who this man is and what happened. Do all your listeners, you didn't set this up well. Well, I did set it up well, but what we're not doing is discussing exactly what happened because it's an open case. <clears throat> and I didn't want to ask him any questions about it. I just wanted to say that he was involved in a officer-involved shooting and leave it at that. So... Cause we don't want to. I don't want to talk. Have somebody play it in court, and then they got to come give me a subpoena to come show up to.
4: I, <laughs> I ain't got time to be no material witness, Ken. Uh, uh, I heard what uh, they uh, do to material uh, witnesses. Uh, uh.
1: Ain't not have nothing. Talking Tech Sign says Hotep can. So I believe we need to upgrade our marching methodology and start marching to the courthouses with complaints addressing the various civil rights and civil liberties violations. We are subject to these are avenues that bring about change. Hotep. Well, yes and no. So many times complaints that we have need to be vetted so that we understand whether or not they are in fact civil rights and civil liberties violations. So many times we scream and holler about something, but we don't understand what the law says we can and cannot do. One of and and this is this is my point of view and my perspective. Pretty sure 99 percent of you will disagree when we failed to explain what stop and frisk was. People didn't understand that that's part of the continuum in terms of stopping someone that you can actually watch and conduct what's called a Terry stop because you suspect somebody of having done something. But you have to have some type of reasonable suspicion or something in there to even stop them to detain them for a short period of time. Supreme Court says there's a reasonable amount of time you could detain somebody, right? But if it takes too long, most people complain about just being stopped. And then I think with this last lawsuit, the city did a particularly poor job at defending themselves because for whatever reason, they won the lawsuit. Now, I'm not here to complain whether or not they won or not because that's their prerogative. They won, they got it. But what it did is it chilled police officers From being proactive. And so now people can do things and they say, well, why didn't you stop him? I just had a discussion with a person the other day who didn't understand what being what was let me let me get the right word. The person was being suspicious. So I ask, hey, what's suspicious? Oh, somebody sitting in a car parked at a curb. I said, That's not suspicious. And if you call nine one one. Or if you call nine emergency number and say there's a suspicious person there, they ain't coming. And it's not suspicious. Okay, explain to me why it's suspicious, Mr. Wallace. If
4: I live in a neighborhood and there's do matter, and there's a, no, I'm just I'm just giving you why. As but it a, don't matter. Uh, for, <laughs> if I live in a neighborhood and there's a car sitting outside my house and I don't know what that car is doing there, or okay. if there's been a string of crimes that have potential, uh, they do uh, 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 uh. All we have is that there's a car sitting outside. If a car sitting outside my house, and a there's certain, a person sitting inside. If a car talking sitting on o- the phone. Well, if they're talking, it, the, ah,
1: no, no, those those are the parameters. Well, What's ta- suspicious? If about they're
4: talking it? on the phone, then fine. You know, what time what if of day not is it? Talking what on time the phone? of day is it? It could be day or night. If it's if it's if somebody's outside my, day or if somebody's outside my house at ten o'clock and at uh-huh. night uh-huh. and they're sitting outside my house for an extended period of time, uh-huh. I'm going in front of my house, uh-huh. I'm going to be a little weary. Now it depends on where you live at. If you live answer in a— answer my question, yes. what's suspicious about it? Because
1: it can't why be suspicious. Why are you in, the, in front of, of my house? It can't be suspicious in a hood or suspicious in a suburb.
4: It's suspicious it's everywhere.
1: Okay. So what's suspicious about
4: it? I don't why are you sitting you should not sit outside somebody's house? Asking me a question, you're not answering. Answering my question. I am what asking. Is suspicious about sitting in a car? It's uncomfortable for the property so owner what? to have somebody sitting outside. So, your house. so It's some, not your property. So if somebody is it is, your property? If I listen, is it your property? The street is not my property. Is the curb your property? The, well, according to the city, I need to I need to uh, shovel the sidewalk. Not so. the sidewalk. Not my is property. the curb your property? No, the curb is not my property. So if I'm on a public
1: street. In a public thoroughfare, whether you can see me or not, you know I'm in the car. I'm not doing anything other than being there. You have zero in terms of me being suspicious. The first thing they're going to ask you is what are they doing? They're sitting in the car. That is not suspicious. Any person with a driver's license gets to park a car on public street anywhere. Now, you might come check my welfare and say, hey, everything okay? And I go, yes. And they may ask me for my driver's license because I'm in a car and I can... Right, operate by operating, starting the car, all that, so they can ask me. Other than that, you got zip.
4: I'm not giving you this, kid. You, it's you don't, explicit, listen, explicit. This, is, this is what
1: the law says. I, I'm not talking about the law.
4: I'm talking what about are you the, not talking about the I'm law? I'm talking about for. what makes me comfortable. So as any a black owner. person parked, I say
1: black, I say so let, anybody, let me finish. Let me finish. So any black person parked in a white neighborhood, or any white person parked in a black neighborhood, for any black period of time. person talking, it don't matter if it's extended. It's in public. Now, if you're on private property, that's different. But if I'm in the public, you can roll by and look at me. But there, you got nothing. You got I, zip.
4: I personally my don't feel My car's not
1: wanted it in any... Well, nobody cares how you well, feel, dude. But, but, but,
4: but if it's in front of my house, I won't feel comfortable. You don't
1: feel, you don't feel comfortable, but you can't get me jacked up by the police I'm because you're you uncomfortable. I'm not that's asking That's like white people saying, you know, the fact that a black person is here, I feel uncomfortable, so I'm calling the police. That's what that Karen did in New York oh, about the guy standing
4: there that's taking pictures. That's a public park taking if pictures of birds. Street. But you, uh, again, it's a public street. Again, everything... It's a public... Street. The scenario. Every scenario is not the same. Oh, you all bougie
1: like that. You don't want nobody outside your house.
4: (laughs) I don't think Uh anybody wants it. Listen. When I grew up as a kid, we stood. We lived across the street from uh, Marshall High School. When the kids would smoke on the corner, my dad used to tell them, "Get away from my house." He didn't like it. He didn't like people standing outside the house. And I'm sorry that i like— they didn't want to move, then boy, I mean, nothing they could do. It's true, but they're kids. You know, kids are scared. Kids are scared of adults. But I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it is sometimes—it's uncomfortable for people like myself to have somebody sitting out at your house for an hour at 10 o'clock at night. And so at what point do we, as
1: people—at at, 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 at what point do we say, where's the line for— being suspicious or not suspicious is it the neighborhood is it the the race is it the gender is it the in a car out of car walking like what like what what is that because i don't understand eight three three two one two one zero one seven 212 1017 south side sirius holla at a brother what's going on
2: dr ken i'm sorry i i i gotta disagree with you and the reason why I Legal, don't care. You know, legally, you're right, but but and, okay. and, and what you counts? don't have to.
1: And, and but, what counts? But
2: listen, wait, let, we the can sing counts. together, but we can't talk together. That's right. It's okay. my show, so I'm
1: gonna talk. Listen Go to ahead.
2: this. <laughs> Go okay. ahead. It's your well, you can't. <laughs> you know, I'm giving you trouble. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, now listen. I know, I know who is. How, you know how many times I've been sitting somewhere and been. The police will get behind me and say I'm doing something suspicious, and I'm just sitting there. Okay. Now, what you're saying is absolutely true, but your your comrades are not following that rule.
1: And that's because They're the not. public doesn't know. That's why it's important to educate the public and ask him or you're her, what, right. is it, what is it that I'm doing that's suspicious? Where you're parked here, sir, that is not considered suspicious.
2: That's it. I appreciate you.
1: That's it. And then if you don't like the answer, file a complaint. Nope, file (laughs) a complaint. Because what happens is that will help the officer understand that you cannot violate a person. The whole point of it is for you as an officer to get as close to the line as possible without crossing it. But when you cross it, sometimes you don't need to be fired and suspended and all that. You just need to be reminded that these are the things that you need to do. And that's all
2: you are absolutely right.
1: I thought I you said it. I was wrong. I thought you said I was wrong though.
2: No, I didn't say you was wrong. I said, <laughs> said I, what what I, what, I, what I was saying was that I did I said I disagreed with you. I said legally you're right. But But ain't that what counts? Because of these officers what well, yeah, but that's what we got to get these officers to know that. They that know you that. You can't you can't get behind me. And they do it anyway.
1: They can get behind you. So when... They can stop you.
2: Okay. Here's, but they can, here's the issue. You no, no, I'm are already
1: perfect stopped. No, no. Listen. There. You are a perfect example okay. of what to do. And you kept your right mind. And you, mm-hmm. you know, said, hey, but what? what am I doing? I'm not doing right. anything. All right. Most people don't and know that's that.
2: That's exactly people. what I said. I'm they get mad, you. scream, holler. And look, and little did they know I was sitting in front of my own house.
1: Right. Now, yeah. if somebody else was sitting in front of your house and you thought they were suspicious, you would have no problem with them getting jacked up, would you?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't. See? Duck. No, I think that's just. Duck, I don't think that's, that's you hypocrisy. Know what? I just think that's. that's <laughs> well, no, that's self preservation. Come on, dude. <laughs> I don't nobody sitting in front of my house. Uh, but you can sit. Same. I get you. Double stand. It's catch twenty-two. Hi, brother. You. I feel you. Okay.
1: All right. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. When we come back, we we had so much talking, text, and all that stuff. Want to remind you: Black-owned businesses are the cornerstone and backbone of the black community, from the classic barbershop debates to the local family-owned restaurants we enjoy. These fond memories show the greatness of what Milwaukee was, is, and will be. That's why the new 101.7, The Truth, and Associated Bank have teamed up to rebuild the backbone of Milwaukee through our black-owned business giveback. Our goal is to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $2,000 worth of free commercial advertising for one month to the first 10 black-owned businesses who go to blackbusinessgiveback.com to sign up. Let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on, right here, the new 101.7 The Truth. For official rules, head to blackbusinessgiveback.com, Associated Bank, member FDIC. And remember, today is the 1st of February. Kid, I forgot all about that. Happy Black History Month. Yeah. And today, in commemoration of Black History Month, It's really not, but that's what I'm using. Uh, You need to keep listening. So, you know, you might win a Black History Month $101.07 because I stole the other $0.63. But $101.70 because we're going to be giving away some loot today sometime between now and 6 o'clock, maybe kind of, sort of.
0: The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris it's one of them strange days i think it's open line tuesday because it's the first of the month talking text line says i have no idea why someone parked outside my house should make me feel suspicious of them people park outside my house every day and maybe they're visiting the people next door across the street as long as they're not bothering anyone i'm fine with it now if they're sitting on my porch, that's a whole different sitting on my porch. You gonna get that? Cl- you gonna let them get that close? No,
4: it's kind nah, all relative of where you live at. If you live off a, of, if you live off a of busy are street, are you saying that there's a? Okay, go go ahead. Let if me, you live let in, me in a me. subdivision, right? You live in a subdivision where there's no street lights, there's no like you have. What is your purpose for being here? Like if you live off. Um, you live off Capitol. Say you live off of 18th and Capitol. If you live off 18th and Capitol and somebody parks there, the sidewalks, like maybe they're just outside. If you live in a, a subdivision area where there's no sidewalks, there to get to your point of your house, you got to get somewhere. First of no.
1: all, the subdivision
4: is private property. So that by itself
1: no, is uh, not. Uh, uh-uh. Most subdivisions are private property. Get out of town. Like if you look at the entrance and there's no way out and the streets aren't named, like you got to check with the city. Is this huh. is this street on the grid? If the street's not on the grid, it's private property. So when you sometimes when you see those signed up, you know Harris Estates, right? Yeah, you got to check. The address might be on the grid, but is the street private property?
4: What? So so the area, uh, gold golden, what's that? Go over there off of hundred and seventh and. I don't go up commun- there. It's a community of black. Mostly a lot of black folks live out there. Oh, I, I feel <laughs> you. Sheriff Clark used to live out there. Yeah, but that's an open street. But they had to go into the subdivision and. No,
1: no, no. Again, when I say subdivision, I'm talking like private property where you go in and it's a private road. Those are open
4: streets. Those are streets with names and numbers and all that. Yeah, I'm talking about just like neighborhoods that even have names. In Brown Deer, they have some little things that have names. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But it doesn't matter if it's a cul-de-sac or not. If it's a public street,
1: which includes an alley, if it's a public street, there's not a lot you can do. They got to be doing something. Well, they're sitting there and they're looking. They might be, watch this, they might be scouting out. How to rob you, yeah. Right. So what I did, well, burglarize your house. Or or rob you because they might personally rob you. So what I usually do is just go outside and sit on the curb. (laughs) I just sit on my front porch. Hey! Start reading the book. Oh, so you don't like it either. No, no, it's not that I don't like it. I want to see how they're going to react. And most people that are up to no good will leave. Or they don't, or they don't want to be seen.
4: And it could be kids being kids, smoking, doing some. I've other gotten stuff. out the car and taking a picture of a person's plates. You can't take a
1: picture. You're in public property. I can oh. do whatever I want. You can take a picture of me too. Would you like a picture? Take a picture. Here you go. You can take my picture. Here's my plates too. Take a picture. Don't okay. care. Public. Anytime you're driving down the street take you're on how many videos
4: and cameras yeah, and, uh, uh, Google Google right. uh, Google let me tell you Google Maps or yep. whatever it's called yep. you can you can see your house or your cars and all yep. that so it
1: it don't it don't take much
4: we just have to be careful of the fact
1: that when you're complaining you just might be violating somebody's civil rights and when the police show up they need to be cognizant of Going. Now, it doesn't stop the officer from walking up to you and saying, hey, how are you? You're hanging out here. Is everything okay? Because for me, it becomes a welfare check. The same thing that happened over on St. Paul, right? It's a welfare check. What's going on? Are you okay? And then it went from there. So it's it's important that that the public understands these are the rights that the U.S. Constitution, the... Um, Bill of Rights the Supreme Court gives everybody but that doesn't mean you can't be stopped by the police that mean you have to be detained but it doesn't mean they can't say hey are you okay Kyle everything going good and people get mad what are you talking about me for I said because we got called here because you were you know sleep in the car or sleep on the porch or in many cases you went out got drunk slept on somebody's front lawn I'm just saying. <laughs> so you get that a lot too. But um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Tell them no. 833 212 1017. It was going to come on in because you see, see now you're standing there. Come on. Come on because now you're standing there and now you distract. Come on. See? Because then I would have been like, "But do you want? I got to hurry up. And I got to watch the clock. And then I got to do this. Da, da, da. And we still got another minute. What up, D? What
0: up, Dr. Ken?
1: How you doing, man? GDK. Hey, everything's great. Because I can't wait till Friday. Because you know it's coming up Friday, right? New 101.7 The Truth anniversary celebration. Almost here. And we will be celebrating our anniversary in style with some of our dedicated Truth fans who won our anniversary ticket giveaway. So tune in to me, Truth in the Afternoon, with Dr. Ken Harris. And I'll be broadcasting live from those studios from 4 to 5.30. And then you better, like, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. I might stream it. Who knows? Anyway, the Truth one-year anniversary is presented by American Family Insurance, Gruber Law Offices, Associated Bank, and sponsored by Milwaukee County Office on African-American Affairs. Kyle Wallace, uh, DZ, who else? Mal, uh, we're going to all be there. This are all going to take over. Right? I think we should take over. Why is he standing there? Who told him to come in?